Kiki Mama Ma. Welcome to Masters of Horror, a cult film showdown side project. I am Jim Cotta, hosting the today, and I am joined by the fabulous Nick Boxer. I'm eating cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Currently? Perfect, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Who eats on a and, podcast? And, <laughs> well, it's not crunchy, so I mean, that's good. I'm done now. <laughs> what, Suffering what from a little of, bit of a premature podcasting. What kind of uh, cheese are you having today? Oh, cheddar. Oh, just old like, cheddar. Because like like I do regular... not understand why you would not get the extra old if it's the same price. Oh, yeah. Extra old cheddar. I love that. Love it. Uh, a lot also, of buy like cheeses without flavor, and it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, it yeah, I don't know who they're for. People people who like to be bound up but not have enjoyed the process. <laughs> we're joined by. Are you Jolly sure Jack about Hall. this next part that we're joined by, Jack Hall? <laughs> Adjacent to us is uh, Jack Hall. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I I have no I have nothing else to say after that start of the episode. I mean, how do you how do you follow that? <laughs> well, I mean, if you had a nice cheese platter happening, uh, in a nice uh, a nice combo setup. Uh, oh, I see. I but wish I can't afford to shop at IKEA. Uh, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I do. I just the problem is I just had my uh, thyroid pill and I can't eat for an hour. Oh yeah, that I mean that's a good that, that is a good mix though. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a uh, some probiotics and cheese. That's also a good mix. Um, oh yeah. Set those out on a platter. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you get to enjoy it, but also like not, um, not like think about it for several days, um, <laughs> because because business has slowed down. All right, Masters of Horror was a TV series that ran sure? from two thousand. Are you sure? <laughs> 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 it's it's not it's a, it's about the journey not the destination. We are doing Masters of Horror. Uh, this was a series that ran 2005 to 2007 and brought together some of the greatest names in horror, both uh, behind the camera, in front of the camera, and uh, adjacent to the camera. Uh, the uh, often these uh, many of these were written by famous horror writers. Um, we've seen some some well-known faces of horror, and uh, we're traveling through these uh, thank you for joining us along the way and we are on season one episode nine which is the fair-haired child uh, now jack tell us who our masters are today well it's written by matt greenberg um this guy i mean halloween h2o the pretty decent film mm -hmm. uh, that would have been his major credit at the time Okay. Uh, he's still working. He's still working in in horror. The 2019 Pet Cemetery film, uh, he wrote that. Oh yeah. So um, you know, I mean, he doesn't have a whole ton of credits, but what he does have is largely in the horror genre. And uh, you know, I mean, again, like I say, pretty. Uh, I mean, you you know, he had a, a script writing credit, on, or he didn't have a credit, but he did do a rewrites on the excellent. Uh, uh, film Mimic, which is a, a tremendous oh, yeah. film. 
Um, I think everyone in Hollywood, though, has a credit on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. He does have his misses, um, you know, uh, Children of Corn 3, The Prophecy 2, um, The Crow Salvation. But, I mean, again, at least he's largely into the horror genre. Um, As is the director. Now, this is the first director we've come across who I'm not overly familiar with. Uh, I, I really don't know him at all and had to look him up uh william malone um but he has worked exclusively again in horror i don't know if you'd call him a master of horror i don't think he has the name recognition but uh you know i mean uh, house on haunted hill creature scared to death fear uh fear.com uh you know all horror films he does again have a ton of credits he hasn't done anything in many many years but uh i mean the house on haunted hill the 1999 remake with Fomke Johnson and Jeffrey Rush. That was, that was quite a bit of fun. So, uh, that, that would have been, again, his major credit. And, um, it's, it's interesting actually to have a, I think an episode where the creators aren't maybe as well known because instead of judging the creator, you're judging the episode. That's true, and uh, and about the episode, uh, Nick, you want to tell us what happens in the fair-haired child? Alrighty, our protagonist is a teenage girl, all angsty, and uh, you know you you can sort of tell she's just maybe abused, or she definitely is a bully to school, but all of a sudden she's kidnapped by some weirdos who we immediately find out, or almost immediately find out, are planning to sacrifice her to resurrect her their child. Um, one of the weirdos is played by Lori Petty, which is always entertaining. Uh, they lock her in what seems like the um, world's largest basement uh, with their dead son, who is sort of partially alive because of magic. And, uh, well, I'd like to say hilarious ensues, but that's probably the wrong term. Uh, but it plays out just like you'd think it was. A little demon creeps out of the walls, and, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought I know for... it does happen in the, that really large basement, though. I mean, I think I think the twist at the end you can see coming, but uh, I, I actually think that as like as an episode, I, I quite enjoyed this one. Um, uh, the creature, I mean, despite the very limited special effects budget and and such that this has, in some ways, that I think shutter that that, effect they use on him is very effective. Yeah, I think I think in some ways the the lack of budget and the lack of you know actually helped make that creature creepier. Because I, I thought they did a, it was it was really a pretty damn good job with it. Yeah, I was I was confused for a bit that that the like that the creature was him, like that that he transformed into the creature. But uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's, like it's a simple effect, but it, like it's still one you see a lot in films. That it's basically it's you know uh, Nick might know this better than I, but it's it, you're dropping frames, right? To give it that um, jerky look, I th- I think it's dropping and then speeding up the film that creates that oh, effect. Okay. 
so it's a sudden movement, um, but then there's a like a tiny jump cut in the middle of it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is like a, it just, and then the music, like the sound design of it is yeah, really that, which yeah. also seems to always accompany that when you use that effect, you have to use that same sound effect. <laughs> it just it just comes with the filter when you uh, when you load it into Premiere. But you put that sound effect in with with the music that they chose, mm-hmm. and because music is obviously plays a, a major role in this, both storyline wise and and in the construction of the episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I again, I thought that was very effective. Um, the way they did it. Yeah, I I also enjoyed this one. It was, uh, it is, I mean, it's, it's pretty telegraphed. There aren't big twists in it. Um, but uh, we have, but just curious, if I, if I say Laurie Petty, what's the first movie that comes to your mind? Either Tank Girl or The League of Their Own. I'd say Tank Girl probably for me. Yeah, Tank Girl, definitely. I forgot she was in League of Their Own. I think that's her her biggest credit as a League of Their Own, but uh, but Tank Girl for me, I mean, I, I immediately go to the yeah to the cult film. Yeah, ta- yeah I, uh, Tank Girl. Her, her interview on the DVD is absolutely hilarious. They just are so. How did you come to this project? And she's just like, yeah, they offered me money, and uh, there was no nudity, so I just signed up. <laughs> they, they had money and full catering, so you know I was in. <laughs> I, I didn't mind flying to Vancouver. <laughs> you could tell she hadn't seen anything from it. That's awesome. I I know for I I think that definitely uh, that definitely gives our listeners an idea of where of where we are as uh, as viewers because I'm sure that for. Uh, for a lot of people, uh, Point Break would be the would be the you, you know really? the, the go to, um, and uh, she was in Point Break. You say she was. She was indeed. Yeah. I, 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 I forgot I she was I in Point Break. <laughs> I never seen that. Film. She's hot in Point Break. She she is, and she did that right around the same time as the other, as those other two films, um, like within a within a couple of years, basically. Um, yeah, it wasn't until her sitcom that, you know, everyone just sort of, oh, Lori Betty. <laughs> she was yeah, a rising star. Yeah, it lasted like an episode and a half. It was one of those that just, <laughs> Yeah, it was, I, I, I remember it coming and I remember it going because uh, it was, I think it was the same day. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she, that was kind of her her top time, and then she's you know she's continued to be a you know working just work a working actress. She's uh, um, she just did a series called Station Eleven that was really well received. She was a uh, supporting in that, uh, and uh, what else can we say about this bad boy? Uh, it's uh, it's creepy. It's uh, a lot of it's in a as basement. A, as would a have plot, been a great, like, Warren Magazine 8 pager. Mm. You know, solid, but, you know, you're not, it's not going to blow your mind. It's just, you're going to read it quickly and uh, go, yeah, I enjoyed that. No, it's I mean, I, I think as a concept, as a, as, a, as a show concept, I mean, 
as an episode. I mean, like I say, that you can see the twist coming and everything. But I mean, like as soon as it opened, I went, "Oh, there's magic in this one. We haven't had anything with witches," you know. Like that's mm. one of the that's one of the it, few except genres. the one dreams in a witch house. Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. I suppose that would. I suppose <laughs> dreams in a witch house had witches though. I forgot that was. The, I just remember the nudity in that one. <laughs> that's really that's really my whole go-to on Dreams of the Witch House. I, the witch does seem kind of uh, extra to that story. Um, <laughs> doesn't seem like the central central point of it. <laughs> but yes, mas- masters of the occult were these people. Um, and uh, uh, I do have some Canada spotting for this episode. Okay, I was actually uh, curious about the Canada spotting here because I'm like, I don't know how easily, since 99% of it is just in this big house. That's, Please tell them. me they filmed uh, the X-Men in that mansion. It is not the X-Men mansion. At first I did think it was. Uh, the, X-Men, the X-Men mansion is in Victoria, BC, um, and uh, is a school. It is actually a school, um, it's a post-secondary. And uh, the, uh, uh, but this was shot in, I, it took about 30 seconds to find this online, uh, to find the house online just from just from the outside view. Um, uh, through the magic of, of uh, movies, it is not on a hillside. It is in, uh, uh, couldn't be more urban uh, Vancouver. It is just in the, it is in the heart of uh, Vancouver, which is one of the densest, densest, densest populations in uh, in Canada. Uh, it's called the uh, the Tolk Estate, uh, named after the guy who built it. Uh, it is in the heart of Vancouver. Uh, they shot it. They actually shot that angle from the backyard. Um, <laughs> there's houses all around that, uh, and uh, uh, it's a 12 bedroom, t- 12 bath. And if you're in the market, <laughs> it is uh, it is actually currently on sale, uh, which currently is why it was really easy to find. Currently you, on you've sale. You've done your research, buddy. I have indeed. That, that's why it was so easy to find, is because uh, there's a, a high-end um, real estate. Uh, Vancouver is an expensive city to live uh, to buy real estate in to start. Uh, this is listed as one of the most expensive homes in the city, um, and it is currently on list for nineteen point nine million dollars. If you're looking for something a little cheaper, wow. I believe the Christmas Story house is on sale right now. As well. <laughs> a little cheaper. <laughs> 19.9 Don't get me wrong. You million. could tell from looking at it, this was quite a property. But uh, I mean, I million. think if it was actually on that hillside, it would be. That's uh... almost what we make in an episode from the podcast. <laughs> This is one you can uh, you can you can definitely film have uh, visit this filming location. They might not want you in the backyard though. Uh, I I'm not aware of whether they shot the in, the interiors at the same house, but I I would expect so given the design, uh, uh, just the air and everything. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be a soundstage, I suppose, but it seems unlikely. Yeah, it's, it would seem unnecessary. I mean, they haven't built a lot of sets for this series to start, so. Um, and it is a three-story plus basement. I mean, they probably built the basement. Uh, that's probably a set, but uh, the stairways and everything would likely be exist- part of that house. 
just makes sense. Um, the boiler they definitely did have to build because yeah, I would I would expect a boiler that looks like that. Yeah, I I, I don't I I doubt there's a basement room that looks like that either. <laughs> I think if you I think if you're paying nineteen point nine million, you sweep. Um, <laughs> get someone in for that. Sorry about uh, the cough today, folks. <laughs> All right. Uh, I recently had COVID, and uh, apparently it's like, hey, you still do. <laughs> it wants me to know. Uh, anyways, we were saying. Uh, I forget. I think I was about to wrap up the episode. <laughs> this one's a. Um, this is like a yeah. This is a working episode. This is a, it is also is this one I think felt more like an anthology episode. Uh, it's, sometimes we follow, find ourselves referring to them as movies, and this didn't. Um, this did feel like uh, like Nick said. It feels like an eight page creepy. Uh, like it's fairly linear. This is is this our shortest episode yet? No, I think we got one shorter. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, we're wrapping already, but I guess it's true though. There is not much. Here's the thing is this is one of those episodes where, when we talk about how you can see the twist coming, but the truth is in order to talk about this episode in depth, we'd have to give away several twists, several plots. Yeah. And, and, it, and it kind of ruins the episode for you to watch if we do so. So, I mean, it's really a difficult one to talk about. Yeah. I Plus, think it's, I mean, it, I, Again, we're judging the episode. We're not judging because we're not overly familiar with the creators. We're mm-hmm. we're not going into the history on them uh, uh, to as great a de- uh, degree either. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, you're right. It is kind of a difficult episode. Maybe it is time to wrap this mother. It it is uh, it is the first episode we've encountered that has a real um, like that we can't really pinpoint any master in the in the list. Uh, yeah. None of the performers are particularly um, horror related. Horror related. Um, everyone else is like, it, it, it. This could be an episode of any one of a half dozen um, anthologies, rather than just rather than part of this series. Uh, I would agree. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad that I said it so succinctly that there's nothing more to be said. Aren't you guys? Aren't you guys glad you tuned in to be enter- entertained by this episode? <laughs> I, I think. Uh, I, I think mean, we haven't even talked it... about flaccid penises or anything. Like, <laughs> just just wasn't uh, that kind of episode. Um, it's it's also one of the most mainstream. Like, there's no there's no real. I guess aside from a little bit of scary, it's. You could cut a couple of things, and this would be a Goosebumps episode, really. <laughs> it's true. There's not. It's not. What like would you have to cut? Actually, there's no nudity, nudity in this. I I think probably make it like. Yeah, there's no nudity. There's no. There's not even sexual situations. There's uh, there's um, there's not uh, there's not heavy violence. Um, there's foreign conversation to the mother. That's that's pretty profane. That's true. That's true. You'd I have mean, to you'd have to dial that back a little bit, but and slightly less tongues on the teenagers at the start. 
<laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Goosebumps, so. <laughs> I like how you said slightly less. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't extravagant. It just, it was an uncomfortable scene, so I'm thinking <laughs> less tongue. <laughs> yeah, you just edit that differently. That's fine. All right. Well, as we will continue on our Masters of Horror journey, uh, the next one we'll be going to is episode 10, entitled Sick Girl. And uh, you can find the, uh, the cult film showdown on wetalkpodcast.com, the home of the Octagon, which is our, uh, our currently paused search for the ultimate B-movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we are also... Uh, Call Film Showdown is on Instagram, and uh, We Talk Podcast, which is our our uh, our Papa company, uh, they are on uh, Facebook and they are on Twitter. You can also support the Call Film Showdown on Patreon. Uh, search for us on there, and we have a, a lot of fun levels that you can join at. Wow, well, you call them Papa? I call them Daddy. I guess our relationship's closer. <laughs> I feel like it's my grandfather rather than <laughs> when you're this podcast, they call you Mr. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we will talk to you next time.